welcome to Dental Appointment, a podcast by two dental students aiming to give you an insight into the world of dentistry. We will be discussing all things dental related, from dental applications to life as a dental student. We will also provide you with an insight into our own experiences, as well as talking to other members of the profession about a range of different topics to get their views and learn about the different opportunities after dental school. My name is Ryan. And I'm Becky. And this is Dental Appointment. Welcome back. In today's episode, we are joined by Rowan Campbell, a BDS4 student from Queen's Belfast. Thank you for joining us today, Rowan. It's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks again, Rowan, for taking time out of your day to help us out with that and give us an insight into Queen's. Um, Just to jump into the episode, uh, is there anything that sets Queen's Dental School apart from the rest? Good question. Very good question. Um... I would probably say it's geographical location. Um, it's the only dental school in, in the north of Ireland, and a lot of people don't know this, but there's only three dental schools in the whole of Ireland. Um, two are down south, uh, Dublin and Cork, and there's only one mm-hmm. in the north. Um, so the location of Queen's is very unique in that we are part of uh, the BDA, um, the British Dental Association, but we're also part of the island of Ireland. Um, so as we are taught similar to um, the, the other dental schools in the UK, but we have kind of that Irish heritage uh, lingering in the background. Mm-hmm. And are you, are you from, um, well, you're obviously from Ireland yourself, um, but are you from that area yeah. yourself? I'm from the very north coast of Ireland. So I don't know if you've heard of the Giants Causeway before. Um, it's up on the north coast, um, yeah. so I can mm-hmm. actually from my hometown, Bally Castle, um, I can look across the water and see Scotland. Oh, amazing! Uh, on a on a clear day, yeah. yeah. So oh wow, lovely. Um, well, that's that's a fun fact actually. Just knowing that there's three dental schools <laughs> in um, in Ireland, and what sort of tip tip for you then to go to Queen's Belfast? Probably the convenience. Uh-huh. Um, for to be honest, it was always a goal of mine to get the Queens. Um, and Northern Ireland Queens would be one of the the high standard universities. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, it's the only one that provides dentistry. Mm-hmm. And as dentistry is my my dream mm-hmm. career path, it made sense for me to um, to pick Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to move on slightly, could you maybe give us a kind of breakdown of what the years are like at Queens? Um, in the terms of the course structure and things like that, how the years are kind of split up? So first year is very much like an introduction um, year. Um, there's three modules that you study. Um, one is anatomy. Mm-hmm. I think most dental schools cover anatomy in first year. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is biomedical sciences for dentistry, um, which was quite handy because being mm-hmm. a postgrad, I studied um, biomedical science. Um, so that was nice to have a a module in it to begin with and the third one is clinical and professional skills um this one i think we were very lucky to get um in queens because it's very much clinical exposure from the very get-go um in dentistry um clinical and professional skills um incorporated a lot of uh, observational work um from our peers that maybe in fourth and fifth year and um, we would have been observing them and on clinics treating patients and as well as that, it gave us the opportunity to learn a lot of um, medical emergencies and life support. 
um, which of course come in handy for um, later years down the line. And how about the later mm-hmm. years then, like second, third, fourth? Yes, yeah, so second second's kind of similar um, to first. It's kind of laying the foundations again. Um, modules such as like pharmacology, so you're learning all the different um, drugs that you would find in the BNF. Um, physiology, again, clinical professional skills, but the skills are developed. Modules like that. Um, and then it's probably third year is when the modules become very specific um, to dentistry. So in third year, um, we study conservation dentistry, prosthetics, periodontics, orthodontics, oral surgery, and pediatrics and special care dentistry. And this is where, as a dental student, you can kind of get the grips with um, what dentistry is all about. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of understand the different um, disciplines within dentistry. you can kind of have a, a taster mm-hmm. of each um, before you obviously choose your career path further down the line. Mm-hmm. And you, so you mentioned that you're a postgraduate yourself doing biomedical. And how yeah. have you found this then coming from like an undergrad to doing dentistry as a postgraduate degree? Um, it, well, first of all, it's, it's been helpful. Mm-hmm. As I said, in first year we had a, a module in biomedical science, but as a whole, I would say. Being a postgrad, it's definitely um, enabled me to realise how best to study mm-hmm. um, and how best to prepare for exams because dentistry is a lot different to a lot of other degrees um, in that it's 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 okay knowing um, the theory but being able to apply it is a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think dentistry, well, for me, Personally, it's a, it's a lot harder degree than my previous one. Um, but I think that having the, the experience of university life has enabled me to um, approach it with a, probably a, a greater understanding. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I think you've put it really nicely, actually. Um, that although like you know how to study and things, it is about applying it and it's completely different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel that the teaching style that Queen's adapts allows you to do that? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a nice blend between theory and hands-on. Um, so actually in, in Queen's, um, you get hands-on uh, in first year, like in first semester, within a couple of weeks, you are drilling on phantom heads, um, which came as a big surprise for me. <laughs> I thought um, it maybe be second, maybe halfway through second year before you ever get to hold a drill in your hand, but it was the first semester of first year, which was amazing. So it kind of, it gave you a greater motivation to learn the theory because you knew why you were learning it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned just earlier about uh, shadowing the older years when you're in the kind of younger years. Is that something that you do quite a lot um, at Belfast, shadowing? Yes, a, a lot. We did it in first and second year um, before getting onto clinics mm-hmm. in third year. Um, but for me, it was a great mm-hmm. learning experience. Um, and it was one that probably reaffirmed my decision to study dentistry. Um, I get to mm-hmm. uh, observe not only the fourth and fifth year dentists, but also consultants in their field um, and how they got to deal with patients on a day to day basis. And that was all in all a great experience and probably still now I would love to be doing observations just to learn from from 
other older, more experienced dentists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's certainly benefits to doing it even throughout dental school because you do learn Absolutely. a lot from other people and maybe how they've tackled yeah. certain cases and stuff like that that you can then apply to your own practice. Yeah, you can you can steal yeah. their good habits yeah. and kind of incorporate into your own. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and you mentioned there about uh, going on clinics in third year. When is it that you see your first patient? So, in normal times, pre-COVID, it would be third year. Um, but due mm. to COVID, um, it was delayed. So we've actually just started seeing our first patients now at the beginning of fourth year. Okay. Um, within the past couple of weeks, I've had my first patient assessments. Mm-hmm. Um, but on a normal academic year, it would be um, just after Christmas in third year. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that, in second year, we get to deliver LA um, on on patients in second year. But our first proper um, dental exposure, I guess you could put it as, as normally around Christmas time of third year. Mm-hmm. That's really quite interesting, actually, that you you go on and deliver LA. Is that mm-hmm. for other students then is that you kind of doing that for older years while you're observing and helping out with that yeah exactly so in second year we've got a scott i don't know if you're so familiar with scots yeah mm-hmm. you yeah. are um so that's our first scott we do at queen's is the la local anesthetic scott and once you've passed that you're you're deemed fit mm-hmm. to deliver to la um so when we're observing the older students we'd be given the opportunity to um to deliver to la before they carry out the treatment um, so mm-hmm. it's quite nice. You feel as if you're contributing to the patient's treatment. Mm-hmm. That's quite a nice way of doing it, actually. So it's not like overwhelming you with too much. Exactly. In the exactly. Yeah, it's one wee small thing, mm-hmm. um, and then you can leave the rest of the hard work uh, to the more experienced <laughs> Sit people. Sit back and relax. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, could you sort of give us an insight into what the clinical facilities are like at Queens Belfast? Yeah, they're they're actually brilliant, and that's one of the reasons probably why I did pick Queens was, um, we call it the CTL room, clinical techniques lab, and it's, I'm sure there's well over there's thirty to forty phantom heads in the one room, and each uh, each pupil has their own phantom head unit, um, with a laptop, um, computer screen, and everything you need, um, and the phantom head is just probably well aware is very lifelike. Um, and yet the facilities are brilliant um, as well as that the prosthetics lab and um, one which we've been getting used to the past year or two um, is very good and the experience that helps uh, make the dentures so much more uh, interactive um, but yeah that's my favourite part is probably my favourite part of the week has been in the the clinical techniques lab with my friends um, yeah it's it's very very good facilities. Mm-hmm. Quite an enjoyable place to be. It so. is. It's, it's a relaxed <laughs> environment as well. Around Christmas time, mm-hmm. um, our supervisors, dentist supervisors, would play Christmas music through the the speakers <laughs> while we're all drilling away mm-hmm. on on the phantom heads, and it's just very. Um, it's a nice atmosphere, a nice environment to to work in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's nice that um you know it's nice that they do that and make that environment for you. Um, there's nothing better than sort of doing work alongside listening to music so definitely 
And you mentioned about SCOTS. Um, so that's one exam type that you guys have. So that's a clinical one demonstrating yeah. that you can do the skills. But what other exams, um, exam types or styles does Queen Belfast adapt? Um, so a lot of the exams in the earlier years would be um, written style exams. So they'd be kind of more short answer S slash essay style questions, just your general basic exam um, method. Um, however, third and fourth year, um, they they adopt the single best answer style exam. Um, so that's pretty much, they give you a clinical scenario and they give you five options and all five are actually correct, but you have to select the best one. Um, mm -hmm. So me personally, I actually quite like this style of um, exam because I know the answer's there. It's just where. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so single best answers um, exams, they do quite a lot of clinical competencies exams. So within the clinical technique, techniques lab as well, um, probably every six weeks or maybe once a semester, um, they'd have as a, a clinical competency to um, to do under exam conditions. Um, it can be stressful at times, don't get me wrong, but it's it's definitely a good way to, to learn. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And have you done all of these styles of exams then yep. so far? Yep. So yeah. first and second year was more written. We also had right. clinic clinical competencies in the clinical technique labs and third and fourth year is more single best answer exams. Right. Got you. And then alongside that, do you also have practical exams as you go up in terms of like OSCEs and stuff like that? Yes. So we actually had OSCEs from first year. Um, okay. Yeah thrown in at the deep end I suppose <laughs> um, but no it's I think they wanted us to learn from the very beginning and mm -hmm. um, the style Oscars take it was quite relaxed in first year um, which which made it a bit easier to adapt to but yeah Oscars um, at the the end of each academic year and mm -hmm. um, first to fifth year mm -hmm. that's good that they sort of introduce you to those in first year because they can be quite overwhelming i think they can there's a lot of yeah. pressure on them at times um mm -hmm. but yeah it's similar to the mmis i suppose um mm -hmm. those exams to get into dentistry mm -hmm. um you can never really get get used to them though they're always going to be nerve-wracking <laughs> experiences <laughs> yeah, yeah. And alongside sort of seeing patients at the university and things, is there opportunity to do an outreach program at Queen's? Yes. So um, in second year, they offer oral surgery um, outreach um, clinics. So we're given the opportunity to visit a few local um, oral surgery clinics around Belfast um, and see how they operate. Um, a lot of them are like private oral surgeons. Mm. Um, so it's very nice to have a different view from away from NHS work to private work uh, and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's good to have an insight of different things going on, especially exactly. with the dental hospital. It's very much an, an eye-opener. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, again, it's inspiring though. Um, I always mm -hmm. enjoy going out to different clinics and seeing how they operate mm -hmm. and, and seeing how um, different dentists approach different tasks. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's always a nice day out. Um, yeah. So usually we'd have about two or three um, per semester. 
mm-hmm. and then after each one, we have to do like a, a reflective, a reflection on each one and mm-hmm. what we learned and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is reflection quite a big thing? Um, yeah. Like a big part of your course. A very big part. So I previously mentioned we had to do observations uh, mm-hmm. first and second year. After every observation, we had to do a reflection, um, mm-hmm. and that was part of the ref. The reflective log, uh, logbook, um, which also contributed to our final mark um, mm-hmm. in first and second year. Um, so that was a nice way to reflect on every single observation you did. And then I can still look back on it and, and see um, what I observed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's an important skill to have in dentistry, isn't it? So it's great to get as much practice in as you can while you're mm-hmm. at dental school exactly. as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Alongside the kind of standard curriculum that you guys follow, is there chance for uh, you guys to do an elective at any point on the course? So for dentistry, there's actually not. Um, okay. At Queen's, um, the mm. medical school do offer an elective um, after fourth year. Um, mm. However, at Queen's, or for dentistry at Queen's, we don't. Um, because there's such a small window between when we finish fourth year and when we start back, um, into fifth year, um, they've just opted not to bother um, with mm-hmm. the elective year. However, they do allow us, if we want to go on our own, um, elective placements that we can do that at our own accord if, if mm-hmm. we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice that they still support it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, they're, they're not against it at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's kind of more independent placement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it sounds like they don't want to force too much on you as if you exactly. don't have too much time yeah. in between the years. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's probably good to have a, a, a rest after the exams before starting back in September because the summer always goes so fast as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, never mind having a placement in there. Mm-hmm. Is it quite standardised for you guys to have such a short period of time between each year? So first and second year are... Uh, summers are like a, a standard university degree it's probably mm-hmm. almost three months we finish the exams normally at the end of may and we don't go back until the end of september mm-hmm. uh, so it's probably closer to four months and um, really but third fourth and fifth year um, you don't finish until june um, and you start back at the very end of august so I, mm-hmm. this this academic year i started fourth year on the 31st of August. So it's, it's definitely shorter, um, mm-hmm. but it's still a decent, a decent amount of time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's still more time off than you would get in a job anywhere else. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so no, I, I, I can't complain can't at all. No. Yeah. Um, so just to move on kind of away from dental school and more to kind of life in Belfast, what is Belfast like as a city, would you say? I would say it's a more of a, a large town, uh, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, probably yeah. with just living in Scotland and more of the mainland, because you're used to larger cities, whereas Belfast is very mm-hmm. much a small city. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a sense, I quite like that. Um, sometimes cities can be overwhelmingly big and sometimes claustrophobic um, for some people, but Belfast is, is small and not too far away there'll be a few fields with a few sheep grazing on them um <laughs> so you don't feel as if you're really in a built up um standardized city really it's more um country living but with mm-hmm. the city the city feeling 
um, still there at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you're getting both best of both worlds. Exactly. Almost. Yeah, that's probably yeah. one of the reasons why I picked Queens as well because from where I'm from, it's it's a small small town and more agricultural and farmers and a lot of fields around me. So mm-hmm. Belfast mm-hmm. didn't feel as if it was a, a such a big leap for me to to move to Belfast mm-hmm. as as opposed to it would be maybe to London or somewhere like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a massive factor to take into consideration, isn't it? Yeah. And with respect to where the dental school is then, is how far away is that, say, from like the city centre? Yes. So uh, the dental school is situated at the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. Um, so it's just outside of the, the city centre. So I would say from the city centre, it'd be a maybe a 10-minute walk um, out, um, for me, I quite like the location of it because I'd be an advocate of trying to get my daily steps in every day. So <laughs> walking to the dental school and walking home each day, maybe twice a day, um, definitely ensures they get the 10K steps. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's quite nice, the location, actually, because it's, I wouldn't say it's isolated, but it's a lot of like-minded people in the one location, kind of in their own wee dental bubble. Mm-hmm. So when you're saying that you so you can walk to the dental school, where would yeah. you say the best place is to get accommodation then? So Queen's offer quite a lot of accommodation in the city centre. Um, Elms, BT9 uh, is a quite a popular um, location for uh, freshers and first-year dental students. Um, a lot of my friends stayed in Elms. Um, however, the older year groups, probably from second year onwards, they would tend to stay around the Lisburn Road area. Um, and that's um, probably more so to convenience to both the dental school and to the city centre um, and nightlife and, and things like that and coffee shops. <laughs> it's probably 10 minutes to the dental school and 10 minutes to the city centre. So it's it's perfect, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's the kind of cost of living like then in Belfast? Uh, grand. Um Everything really as you expect. Probably, it's maybe cheap coming from mainland UK coming over here. I, maybe just guys would maybe find it cheap. Um, but yeah, it, I wouldn't say it's expensive. It's definitely mm-hmm. not expensive. It's you get um, what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Where did you study before? So there's another university. Um, it's called Ulster University. Um, and they've got quite a few campuses spread throughout Ulster. Um, mm-hmm. But there's one up nor- uh, the north coast of Ireland called Corian, um, right. which was maybe a 20-minute commute from my hometown. Um, okay. So I, I studied there for three years. So did you stay at home I did. the first time? I did. Then, yeah. I was well-behaved and I just commuted every day. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So how have you managed or... How have you found probably the better things to say, um, sort of going from living at home to like living out then? Uh, it was a learning curve for sure. Uh-huh. Um, I think mm-hmm. being a, maybe a post grad helped um, that transition from living at home um, to living away from home. Um, although I wouldn't say my cooking skills were any better than the undergrads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's probably the biggest one for me would be cooking and probably iron my tunic for the next day in <laughs> clinics <laughs> um but no it's been grand i've i have a lot of good friends in my class 
and that it, it, it makes all the difference um when you get back in the door from clinic it kind of feels like home from home and everyone's mm-hmm. in the same boat um mm-hmm. I, I can never complain really because there's a lot of international students in my class probably similar to your own selves there's ones from all over the world and they don't get home until christmas whereas mm-hmm. i can go home every every weekend every friday so mm-hmm. it's it's fine mm-hmm. yeah you're kind of close enough to be able to do that and get home exactly yeah actually uh, i think it was second year we had a wednesday off so i would went home on a tuesday evening drove home as an hour and the drive and then i would have come back on the, the thursday morning so that definitely broke up the week nicely for me mm-hmm. yeah for sure and do you find that you have like the spare time to do that yeah yeah um yeah. there's a lot there's a lot to do like i i try to keep up with notes for each lectures um and try maybe prepare in advance but you're never really overwhelmed with work um until it comes up to exam season mm-hmm. um it's it's probably not a great idea to, to overwhelm yourself um, because mentally you're going to burn out. So it's always good to, to try and take a step back from dentistry and, um, yeah, and to do things outside of dentistry mm-hmm. that, that make you happy. Mm-hmm. And for some people that might be taking on a part-time job as well. So would you say that there's time for that uh, yeah. throughout the course? Absolutely, yeah. Um, they do emphasise not taking on too much um, because mm-hmm. it's obviously, as you know, it's a demanding degree. Um, but no, there's definitely time to have a part-time job. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people in my class would maybe work a Saturday, all day Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, Myself, I'm a, a personal trainer and I do a lot of online coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would take up most of my weekend. Um, but if you can... It's all about balance. If if you work mm-hmm. hard during the week and do your notes in the evenings and do your revision, then you can you can afford to maybe take a Saturday off completely, um, mm-hmm. and and have a job. Or if you're lucky enough not to need a job, maybe go to a football match or um, <laughs> whatever whatever the hobbies maybe. Mm-hmm. No, that's good to hear that there is time to do stuff and kind of get away from dentistry and as you said earlier it is important to take that break and do yeah, something completely absolutely. different and get your head out of it isn't it absolutely everything in moderation yeah yeah for sure so just to take you back um to when you applied you mentioned earlier that about the mmis and stuff like that how did you find the application process for queen's belfast so I had applied for four dental schools, and to be honest, Queen's is probably the most straightforward. Um, there was a lot. I had a back and forth to England and Scotland um, for interviews, and they had a couple of entrance exams and things. But for Queen's, it was very much just um, MMI. So you obviously applied a personal statement, and you had to do quite well on the UCAT. If I remember, mm-hmm. what uh, Queen's put quite an emphasis on the UCAT. Um and your personal statement and if you if you've done well enough shortlist it to get an interview, um you go one day and it's an MMI um and most of the MMIs are situational judgment so it wouldn't really be any hands on stations it's more interview style 
um, mm-hmm. questions, but they're very um, thorough in their questioning. Um, but yeah, it was one that maybe took an hour uh, off my time. And then um, I heard back just like any other university after, after the MMI. Mm-hmm. And how did you find the MMI then, like that structure? It was good and bad, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Good in the fact that it was probably less stressful than other MMIs that I had been doing over in England and Scotland. It didn't require as much dexterity skills being tested and just different wee things. Um, right. I remember doing one uh, in England. There was like skills and I had to lift the skills out of a bowl using tweezers and putting it into a certain <laughs> pattern and things like that. But there was none of that. It was all just question and answer, really. Um, mm-hmm. But it was all scenario-based. So mm-hmm. similar to the SJT in the UCAT, the questions were very much based around situational judgment and and how I would approach um, certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way, it was maybe less stressful, but you had to do a lot more thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite good to know um, that it's like they adapt it in such like a slightly different way to yeah. other universities for sure. Yeah. What has been the best thing for you attending Queens? Uh, probably um, my fellow colleagues and uh, the students who uh, I've I've kind of grown through dental school with. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine um, being in as good a year group as I've I've been lucky enough to be in. Um, before starting dental school, I kind of worried, um, was I right for dentistry and would I be similar to uh, the other dental students? And from the very first day in first year, actually, I realized, okay, this is for me. These people are so like-minded um, and they're all so nice um, <laughs> from all corners of the world, um, which is was quite surreal at the time. And um, so I think, yeah, Queen's for me has um has enabled me to make so many um lifelong friends um mm-hmm. which I'll definitely treasure um for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's really nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it's good that you've had that experience and met some brilliant people because I think it is uh, the people that you're on the course with completely shape your experience and Definitely, yeah. You're speaking yeah, they... about me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, over there. um but yeah i think your experience can be completely different if you were on the course with a different set of people yeah for Um, sure so it's great that you've had a great experience um and just finally um would you have any advice for those that are thinking about applying to dentistry or to queens i would say go for it um you've nothing to lose whatsoever um, there was always doubt in the back of my mind. Everyone's got doubts. It's natural to have doubts. Um, but if you believe that it's, it's something you want to do, then I firmly believe that you should do it um, mm-hmm. or at least try to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe if you've applied and you maybe don't get accepted, at least you can say you tried um, and it maybe wasn't meant to be. Um, but I can reassure you that if, if you apply and you're successful and you you get accepted into Queen's Dental School, you'll have zero regrets um, and you'll be very thankful that um, you applied to Queen's 
mm-hmm. uh, on that UCAS form. I think that's some really good advice. Um, definitely, like, what have you got to lose, really? That's exactly, yeah. yeah. Life's too short not to to do what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Definitely, absolutely. I think that does bring this episode and actually the dental school series that we've been doing with the 16 dental schools in the UK to a close. So it's been a pleasure having you on um, and telling us a a lot about Queen's Belfast and what the dental school in Belfast as a city has got to offer. So thanks again, Rowan, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. We are really enjoying making these episodes and we hope you have found them interesting and learned a little more about dentistry. And you can follow us on Instagram at dental underscore appointment to keep up to date with us. Until our next episode. Bye. Bye.